Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this morning on this? I guess I should say afternoon because it is afternoon uh, in, in both of our places here. So um, how are you doing this? How's this week been for you? Great, great. We have, we have so much. You know, I, I think I said last week, I said a lady was talking about my column and uh, she said, well, how do you find anything to write about? You know, and I, and, and I just, I laughed. I said, geez, there's so much going on. That he, and that's the same way it is today. We, we were going to have a guest on and then we got a uh, scheduling conflict and uh, so yeah. try to get that. Well, we will. Uh, yeah. But we were going to have Bill Bush on, but he had a, a scheduling conflict come up. So we're going to try to get him on some other time towards the summer. Um, and speaking of which the next two weeks, we might not be able to post episodes just by the fact that I am going to be in the other side of the, uh, basically on the other side of the world in Europe and Morocco and, and Lisbon for a really fun international trip we're taking as a family. So we'll see. So if we don't post for the next two weeks, don't be surprised. We're going to try to record something with Bill Williams. So maybe I'll post that next week if we have nothing, uh, or maybe we can record something before we go. I don't know, but we'll get something out to you guys at least next week. There'll be one thing that we can plug in to an episode uh, or just have a little short thing that you guys are able to listen to. And so we'll 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 see about that but just just as a heads up for you guys and also before we start we do want to thank you guys for listening every single week it means a lot to us we see the download numbers going up every single week so that's amazing and uh if you haven't checked us out on twitter yet we have about 20 followers now so some of you guys clearly have which is awesome uh and i i, I haven't had time yet i've said for the past week that i've been needing to post some recruit videos i just haven't had time with school ending and all that kind of stuff but that is going to be out this week for sure i have time to do that this week so we're going to have willis mcgahee videos we're going to have a video on ian flint we're going to have a video on uh keelan smith and as well as david borchers so we'll talk about all those guys today but um so just a heads up it is uh the twitter handle is at H-B-T-H, all those are capital letters, and then Husker, sorry, H-B-T-H, and then the H leads into Huskers pod. Uh, that's that's our handle on Twitter, or if you just look up How About Them Huskers podcast, it will be on there as well. So we'd love if you guys give us a follow there. Um, anything you want to say up front here, Grandpa, before we get into our well, just, segment? Well, we, we're going to get into some more Husker football, but the, the thing that I I thought, I think is, is a pretty – Anyway, it's Casey Thompson leaving Nebraska. We already talked about that. We know he's he's entered the transfer portal, but it looks like he's headed to Florida Atlantic University of the AAC, which is uh, where um, Central Florida is, and a bunch of other. Well, um, yeah, there. You know, so anyhow, it looks like that's where he's headed, and uh, and people have said, well, why would he? consider that well Tom Herman who was the guy who recruited him and coached him at Texas is now the uh, FAU uh, head coach uh, so that makes a, a lot of sense and uh, you know it it looks like there's a there's a maybe a, a an easier way for him to get playing time there I I, I checked out all the other quarterbacks who were who were on the roster and uh, I don't think anybody really stands out so Look for Casey to be going to Florida Atlantic University. I, I'm 
I don't know if it's official yet. He's also looking at Auburn. I checked the the quarterback situation there. He had one quarterback who was uh, did the lion's share of the of the uh, snaps last year, and so it's. Um, I'm sorry to see him go, but I understand. I guess that, and I think you would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, I don't. Did we talk about this last week? The AJ Allen also decided to transfer. I yeah, don't remember. He I think we did the... talk about that. Okay, so that that's another one that I'm not super surprised about. Yeah, we did talk about that. You're right now. I'm remembering, but yeah, it makes sense why Casey's deciding to transfer. It makes sense why Logan's deciding to transfer. All these guys, Richard Torres, like all those guys are deciding to transfer. It makes sense. Like you get it, but it's something you don't want to see. So right. it is. It is what it is. So uh, you want to get on and talk about uh, we got there's a lot of stuff going on Husker men's and women's basketball. There's news. Yeah, there. baseball. There's softball. I don't know what do you want to do next. Yeah, I I think we should check in with some women's basketball and uh, men's basketball as well. Let's start with the women. Um, they just picked up a transfer from Montana State, uh, Darian White. That doesn't really sound like a yeah. girl's name, but okay. Um, <laughs> it, and so she has one year of eligibility remaining. She received uh, first team All Big Sky conference honors last season which is a big sky is where montana play montana state plays Uh, she averaged 14 points per game 5.6 rebounds per game and 3.6 assists per game Uh, and montana state went 20 and 11 so she knows how to win um she could be sam hybe's replacement maybe probably is what the spot she'll take they play the same position so and then she'll join um, two high school players that we talked about last episode, Logan, or two episodes ago, whenever we last talked about women's basketball, Logan Nisley from Bismarck and Natalie Potts from O'Fallon, Missouri. And then the uh, aforementioned Jessica Petrie from Queensland, Australia, who might end up taking um, what's it, um, Izzy Bourne's spot. So any, what are your, what are your thoughts on all those? Well, you know, I keep thinking in the back of my mind, you got Britt Prince here in Omaha and uh, Amy uh, Williams is going to try to get the best possible uh, team put together. So maybe she can attract uh, Britt to come to Nebraska. I, I would dearly love that. Every Anybody who's a Husker fan and anybody who's, who's seen Britt Prince play in high school would uh, – you'd almost salivate to have her in that, in that lineup. So it sounds like Amy's doing her job. She's getting great players to uh, compliment. Uh, hopefully that, that when Britt uh, comes, if she does come to Nebraska. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. She's, I, that's going to be a huge thing. We'll have to talk about this coming uh, fall is the recruiting of Britt Prince and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, anything you want to say about <coughs> women's basketball before we move on here? No, uh, we want to talk about uh, uh, getting on to uh, men's basketball. I think that might yeah. be kind of, got a new yeah, trend. Yeah, we got a lot to catch up on, I should say. We haven't talked about them in a bit. Um, right. Josiah Alec, who's the brother of Nebraska volleyball player Becca Alec. Becca Alec's the middle blocker for the uh, Nebraska volleyball team this year. And Josiah's 6'8, 240, so that he's pretty tall. He'll probably take the spot of. Uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach, who entered the transfer yeah, portal right. uh, three days ago, actually. He entered on yeah. the 4th of May. So that's kind of disappointing to see. We are kind of hoping that he'd break out this year. Um, so we'll we'll see. But Josiah is looking like he can be a pretty good replacement for him, at least. He he transferred from 
uh, Nebraska, sorry, New Mexico State. I don't know. I was going to say Nebraska West. Right. That's not true. Um, Nebraska, uh, New Mexico State, he's coming back home. He played high school ball at Lincoln North Star High School. Um, he averaged eight, about eight points per game and about seven rebounds per game. So he'll be a grad student at Nebraska. So that'll be interesting to see where we put him or if he slotted into the team. He's listed as, I'm just looking at the 247. They track all that transportal stuff. And he's listed as a two-star recruit just from high school. And they they update that now with transportal stuff. So maybe there's more talent in him than what people have gotten out of him or what 247 sees in him. But we'll see. He'll definitely have to replace, um, or he won't, sorry, he won't be ever, he plays power forward. He will not be a replacement for Breidenbach, but he's still got that height. So we'll see how that goes for Nebraska. And then Nebraska also got a point guard transfer. You don't see this a lot from Iowa. Yeah. In geez. Aaron Ewis. Yeah. He's 6'3, 190. He started 27 games for Iowa last year. He averaged six points per game and two assists per game. He has one year of eligibility left as well. So, that is going to be interesting. He plays point guard, but Nebraska picked up Bryce Williams. Um, actually, they Aaron Euless got picked up before Bryce Williams did, and Bryce Williams is a four-star recruit from Charlotte who also plays – or he plays shooting guard, I should say. But anyway, um, they might be competing for that spot, but who knows? We'll see where that goes. And then Nick Janikowski is 6'3 from Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Um not too much to say about him. I don't know. Do you have anything on any of those guys, Grandpa? I know I just listed a bunch of data at, at everyone there and a bunch of stats, but anything you got on those guys? Just, uh, you know, he's a – that he picked Nebraska over some other – you know, Iowa and Wisconsin, you know, his home state, that's that's pretty good. We'll, we'll see while this – I don't have any more uh, data on him, but uh, – You're talking about Nick Janikowski? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. So yeah. – uh, or not? It's not Janikowski. Sorry, it's Janowski. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm saying Janikowski because that's the that's the Janowski. There we go. I was going to say yeah. Jan, I was saying Janikowski because that was the uh, Raiders <laughs> kicker from forever ago. So. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just every time I see the name, it looks like that. I guess that's just what I go to. But uh, anything else you got in any of those guys? Any promise you're seeing? No, I, I we, you and I have just talked about this in the past that this is, I believe, this is a make or break season that the season coming up 23 24 for Fred Hoiberg. I mean, if he goes another 500, which they're calling that a great year, uh, if he goes 500 or, or less, I, do, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, uh, I, I guess. They they won ten games a couple of years ago, and they won sixteen this last year. So it's are things looking up? I don't know. Uh, sixteen and sixteen is where they finished last season. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's I like Fred, and I hope he stays a long time. But you got to start winning at some point, and he has had zero winning seasons so far in his career at Nebraska. And I, I'm surprised at that too. Yeah, I'm surprised at that as well, but I don't think that's going to be a huge surprise. I'm not going to be surprised if he wins a bunch next year because he's built the foundation. We've seen it. Um, he's just had injury luck that's kind of been uh, down on him this year. So we'll see how that goes. I really hope it goes well for him, and I, I think it will, but we'll have to see. I mean, it depends to Casey coming back. That would be a huge boost. That would be, that'd be the, the straw that stirs the drink. Um, so let's hope that Tomananga comes back uh, for his uh, second year or his, his last year. 
Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Uh, I I think he might honestly, just because he seemed one. He seemed like one of the guys that was most upset after that um, loss to Minnesota in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, yeah. just because he had he had the chance to win it or at least tie it. Yeah. Um, and, and he missed it. So I, I that's got to be frustrating. You don't want to leave like that. So we'll see. Um, let's move on to some Husker baseball who had an up and down week. Um, you They lost on Tuesday to North Dakota State. You and I both were talking about that yesterday, that or last episode, I should say, not yesterday, um, that we were like, oh, okay, they'll win this one. It, it, you cannot – there are no yeah. gimmies with this team, right. which is a problem. Right. Um, right. They're – after this week, they're 25, 18, and one. They sit at 10 and seven in the Big Ten. That is not good enough to get into the Big Ten tournament or at least do well. I, I, they might get in barely, but I don't know. Um, they're going to have to play like they did against Michigan, or sorry, not Michigan, Maryland uh, yesterday. They beat number 23, Maryland, 12 to two at Maryland. 12 to both 10. You and I, 12, 12 to 10, 10, sorry, not 12 to two. That's way too much yeah. credit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they. Nebraska had the the bats were hot. They had a lot of homers from Max Anderson had one. Gabe Swanson had one, and uh, Griffin Everett hit a grand slam. So that's the team that we need to see. That's the team that beat number seven Vanderbilt. Right. Like that's the team that could do something when it comes to the Big Ten tournament. So I don't know where that team has been hiding for the past week, but it finally came out yesterday. And uh, Nebraska is playing um, Maryland right now. I don't know the score of that, but. We'll talk about that game next week for sure, and so I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on this week for for Nebraska, Grandpa? How are you, how am I how are we supposed to break this down? Are we supposed to think you about gotta, this? You got to you got to win today. You got to win today's Sunday's game. That is, uh, I you know I you lose that. I don't know. It, it, Nebraska's running out of chances and and. Uh, it, it, they're not going to be at an, an art and get an at-large uh, invite. There's just no way they're going to have to win the big 10 tournament to get into the uh, NCAA tournament. So it's critical, you know, it's they've, they've created that they've lost to so many UNO, South Dakota state, North Dakota state, Creighton. They, uh, I think they've won one game there. And it's like, well, they beat UNO. That was, uh, maybe they haven't beat, I don't think they've beaten Creighton yet. They have not beat Creighton yet. Yeah. And Tuesday night, they play them in a, in a, uh, another game, but they have that makeup game that was stopped in the seventh inning, bottom of the seventh inning with the Huskers uh, bases loaded, nobody out and score tied at six. So you'd like to think Nebraska can maybe pull that one out. But as you said, Nothing is certain, and you got to go there and you got to play it. You got to beat Creighton. You got to beat Maryland today, just to stay in the the running. Just you know, to make the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, and it's going to be here in Omaha, as we talked about last week. So it's like, yikes! These are great advantages to have to 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 help you to get to Omaha, and then you have the advantage of having the the Big Ten conference championship in. Played it uh, at College World Series Stadium, so man, I just yeah. I hope I hope and pray that they can get there. Yeah, it's going to be kind of hard because I just pulled up the uh, Nebraska baseball the the Maryland Nebraska score. It is the top of the seventh, and there are twenty five combined runs, wow. which could be good. But the thing is, Maryland scored twenty of them, 
So oh, it is currently no. 20 to 5. There's no way that Nebraska oh, wins this game. So geez, that is uh, – Maryland was mad about yesterday, <laughs> and they absolutely oh. blew up Nebraska's pitching. So yeah. that is kind of a death death blow, I feel like, to, to Nebraska. Yikes. When it comes to the Big Yikes. Ten tournament. Because as you said, you, they have to win these games, and they are not going to win this game. Creighton will have to see it's tied 6-6 six to six, um, at the bottom of the seventh inning so that could be interesting bases loaded for nebraska with the, nobody out so who knows first time to be great this year maybe you get a little bit momentum, yeah. but they just got shellacked today so yeah um, we'll see Yikes. and then they and then as you said they play creighton again so we'll have to see how that works out um anything else you got about husker baseball besides i mean their prospects so it's it's looking bleak for nebraska yeah no, i'm sorry to say that i i and for the second yeah. straight year, which is so frustrating, to we talked about this last year that you host the Big Ten tournament every year. Yeah, just make it to the tournament. I don't care if you lose the first; just make it to the tournament. Just all you have to do is make it. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to make yeah. it this year. So yeah, that is that's, very frustrating. That's the sad part about it. Absolutely, uh, Husker softball—they were they lost to Ohio State on Friday, and then they came back and and uh, won that game four to three. Uh, and then the rubber matches today. So kind of like in their, their Nebraska sits right now, 33 and 18. That's, that's not counting today's game on, on Sunday and 13 and nine in the conference. So they, they're looking to get maybe a, a first game by so that they'll, they'll be in the tournament. That's not the issue, but that's the difference between the Husker baseball and Husker softball. Uh, Husker baseball is just fighting for their lives. And, um, Right now, Husker softball is a lot better situation. They're they're just fighting to get a a first game by, which would you know that that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be huge um, for them, especially. I mean, they they got they're gonna have to make some noise in the Big Ten tournament if they want to get into the play in games for the uh, um for the College World Series and that kind of stuff. But we'll see. I'm, I'm pull- they're they're losing in the bottom of the seventh to Ohio State right now, six to four. Mm. So that could, I mean, they could flip it around. Who knows? They won. Um, they beat Ohio State yesterday, four three on their senior night. Um, they lost to them two one on Friday. But we'll see how this one ends up. We'll talk about this result next week, definitely, because I don't think the game will end by the time we're done with the podcast. But it's going to be close, and, and that first-round bye could be big, as I said, um, for, for Nebraska, a team that needs to do something in this tournament if they want to have a shot at getting it to the CWS like they did last year. So we will see. Anything you got about uh, both our ball teams here, Grandpa? No, let's get on to some Husker football news. Uh, the the big thing, and this affected Husker fans, salute the troops. So I haven't I'm, – I'm not with the organization any longer, but – that was going to be the the weekend that they were going to do their their fall um, uh, you know event, and uh, part of that, and you've been to that, is the is the football watch party. Well, the football watch party was scheduled for uh, Saturday, and now they've changed the game to Friday night. So I'm not sure what uh, what they have uh, how they've been able to handle that, but the, obviously that weekend is not going to work for them, but. So it was just little, not little. Those are you. You change a, a a day of the game, you know, and that the repercussions of that can be felt for 
a long time after that. So uh, yeah, and it's we talked about this last year because the Rutgers game got moved to Friday night as well right. from a Saturday. It's a diss to Nebraska. Like it's like uh, we're like you don't put Ohio State versus Michigan on a Friday night. You don't do that. You put that on Saturday at eleven o'clock Eastern every single year or twelve o'clock Eastern every single year. Um, yeah. Oh, the uh, the game statistic thing must have been behind. Nebraska did officially lose to Ohio State six to four. Uh, um, so crap. that's that's okay. But they 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 dropped to that that would be what thirty three and nineteen on the season yeah. and thirteen yeah. and ten. So. Uh, we'll we'll see how they do in the Big Ten tournament when it comes to that, but they they still have a little bit more left to get that first round by. But it's going to be tough uphill work. Anyway, back to Nebraska football. It's a diss to Nebraska that this game is on a Friday now because one, it's like saying, okay, Illinois is not that good of an opponent. They're not going to be this year. They 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 were good last year. They'll probably be good a challenge to Nebraska this year. I think Nebraska should be able to beat them. Just because they lose so much, Tommy DeVito's gone. I think um, I have to. I would have to double check on that. I'm not huge on my Nebraska, or sorry, Illinois. I was. Gonna, I am very big on the Nebraska football roster. <laughs> um, I don't know that much about the Illinois roster, but um, yeah. And then, I mean, it, it just is what it is. But as you said, that's that's annoying for the salute thing because I know they put so much work into that, and it's a yeah ton of fun to go to. So um, you want to talk about Keelan Smith? He's uh, he's the son of Neil Smith, and uh, who was a great defensive end, All American at Nebraska. And uh, Keelan comes in, and, and you're going to do a, a video highlight of him. Yeah, I should be uh, on on Keelan and uh, Ian Flint, and uh, maybe Caden Becker because he transferred in. I don't know, and definitely David Borchers. The yeah. uh, offensive lineman. Yeah. So I'll have a just a quick a few things to know about them. We're going to list a couple things now, but uh, mainly about their playing style and where they could possibly fit in. So check check out Twitter for that. But um, yeah, Keelan Smith, six uh, three, two hundred. They're look they're trying to fit him in in a bunch of spots. He can right. their tight end, wide receiver, H back. Like they don't know where they're going to put him. Um, and I, all that we know is it's not going to be the same position as his dad, probably just because he's playing on the offensive side of the ball and um yeah so this may open the uh recruiting trail in kansas city area which i don't know is a super lucrative trail for nebraska it has but been there are some... it has been and it's within the 500 mile radius with which you're well, really yeah to do that that's a good point that's a good point I, I i guess i just don't remember a lot of the players that came from kansas city but um yeah that is that could be big and then uh nebraska got a another transfer you you put in parentheses walk on. Does that just mean he's not on scholarship? He yeah, he, so he's not. I on think scholarship. I think their preferred walk ons where they'll they'll get a scholarship as soon as soon as one opens. I think that's okay. Think that's what they mean by that. Okay, well, it's gonna be kind of hard for a scholarship to open when they're trying to cut out guys with scholarships this year for Nebraska. But we'll yeah, see. You know, there, there's there's another ruling that allows a first year head coach to. <sighs> I shouldn't say it this way, but get rid of some players, but keep them on scholarship, but they don't count toward the 85 scholarship limit. So there's, there's a little, like, I can't tell you the, 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 the ruling and the entire definition, but it, that's the kind of bottom line. So Matt rule might have a back door in this, in this situation. Yeah. So yeah, I, no, I, I, did, I, don't know. I did hear about that. Yeah. I remember yeah. reading something about that, or maybe we talked about it last week. I forget, but I definitely heard it from somebody. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
it's kind of interesting how that works. I don't know how he's going to finagle that, but there's so many weird nuances to this thing that it that you and I don't know because we're not coaching, so we can't possibly know this and how it works. Um, so, I mean, we, we could, but it's like we don't know how practically it would work and the advantages because we don't need to think through it. But who knows? Uh, anyway, so Caden Becker, he's a quarterback, so it's kind of funny. You get rid of three quarterbacks and bring in a quarterback. So we're we're at a negative two on the quarterback front in the transfer portal. I don't think he's going to uh, play quarterback at Nebraska, though. He's gonna right be, because they're uh, they're trying to transfer him to tight end or something or defensive yeah. end or something like that. I saw that, um, so we'll see. But he was a quarterback at Wyoming. Um, he's six he, four two thirty. He's from Omaha Scott High School, and he went to Craig Bowl, who used to be the defensive coordinator uh, at Nebraska. Uh, he's the head coach at Wyoming now. So they they recruited him to be a quarterback, and then Craig said, "Man, I think we want to put you on the defensive end side." <laughs> and Caden said, "No, I want to play. I want to stay in the offense." So he's another one that you know could be a tight end or an H back or who knows. But the size six four two thirty, you'd almost say that he'd be a you know an H, oh, certainly an H back or certainly a, a tight end. That's I think you make a great tight end. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not he's not like huge for a tight end, but um, I mean that could be that could be pretty good there for for Nebraska. So we'll see um, where where he decides to fit in with this Nebraska team. And as rule rules just been shifting everyone around anyway, so I, I'm not super surprised that he's coming in and um, getting transferred to a new position nearly immediately. But uh, we got another recruit as well, uh, another tight end. Speaking speaking of tight ends from uh, Katy, Texas, in Ian Flint. Um, he's listed as a three-star on 247, but I think you, you have him listed as a four-star here. And I think that that is – I mean, all these recruiting websites do it differently, and I, I did right. see him as a four-star somewhere. So yep. three and a half, I guess you could say, if you average everything. But anyway, um, he could be a really good tight end. Again, from Texas, that is big. Nebraska has not had a lot of success in Texas over these past – Lately, yeah. Yeah, lately over the past, I was going to say, six or seven years. And – the Nebraska already has, let's see, three hard commits out of their six hard commits listed on two, four, seven sports are from Texas in Roger right. Gradney, Gibson Pyle and Ian Flint. So that is, that is huge. You get uh, a, a wide receiver, maybe cornerback four star in Roger Gradney, a three and a half star in Ian Flint, and then a three and a half ish four star in Gibson Pyle offensive lineman. So that is going to be big. Um, for Nebraska, uh, Ian's 6'5", 250. That's a pretty darn good build for a tight end. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Darnell Washington, who just got drafted in the NFL uh, last week, and he was, he's 6'8", 230 or 250 or something like that. So yeah, that is a massive tight end, but Ian Flint being 6'5", uh, 250 is going to be a huge help for Nebraska. It reminds me a lot of maybe Austin Allen or something like that. He's up there in height with him and uh, and body size, and he'll just keep building more muscle. So that's that's going to be really good. And then we also got another walk-on in David Borchers from Eldridge, Iowa. Uh, he plays offensive lineman. He's 6'3", 270. I've heard a lot of good things about him coming into Nebraska. He plays really well. He plays hard, um, and he's a, he's a good body to have up front. So after seeing this at the spring game, we didn't really have that many offensive linemen is what, I mean, it just didn't look like there were that many offensive linemen and there aren't really um, there. They're, I think they have 10 or so, but it's always good to add another walk on here. So, um, but yeah, anything you got about any of those names that just listed off grandpa? No, I just, uh, you know, I, the, uh, and the walk-ons of course don't count toward the, uh, uh, the scholarship because they're, they're correct. Yeah. 
Uh, but I think you're going to be seeing a lot more um, commitments coming up to the uh, 24 class. Um, and so we'll just have to wait. Of course, everybody is still, you know, waiting there um, to see what Dylan Riola is going to do. And oh yeah, uh, if he's going to come to Nebraska, um, what you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. What are your has your has your uh, uh, idea about his coming to Nebraska? Has that changed? You were kind of thinking that he was leaning toward, or that was a good chance that Nebraska was getting. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, just by the fact that Georgia already has Georgia got a commitment, a hard commit from Ryan Pugsley, or uh, I don't know how to pronounce. I think it's Pugsley. I don't know um, specifically, but. They got a commit from him, and he's a four-star quarterback in the top 10 in the 2024 recruiting class of quarterbacks. And so my thinking is, why would Georgia – I mean, I, I understand why you'd still pursue him, but why is this kid not decommitting? This kid would decommit and commit somewhere else if he's hearing from Georgia, hey, we're pretty confident that Dylan Rella is going to end up coming to Georgia, so you might not get that starting spot that you thought you were going to when you committed first. So you might want to rethink your decision. We, we totally understand that kind of stuff. So he hasn't decommitted yet, and he just had a visit with them, actually. Ryan Pugsley just had a visit with Georgia last weekend or sometime this week, and he still was ecstatic about it and still was very committed to Georgia. So that makes me think that they're thinking this Dylan Arnola thing is also still up in the air which is very good for Nebraska because as soon as Dylan starts leaning towards Georgia, that's when it's really hard to rein him back because as soon as you start getting sucked towards Georgia, uh, Kirby Smart is a great recruiter. Georgia has a bit, way better resume than Nebraska does. Uh, I'm not dissing Matt Rule. I'm, and Matt Rule is a great recruiter. We've seen that, but Kirby Smart has more of a backing. He has the national championship trophies to show him. Matt Rule doesn't have that. And Nebraska doesn't have that for the past 10 years, 20 years. So that's I, I'm just thinking that Dylan Earl is still there's still a chance just by the fact that Georgia got this really highly touted 2024 class recruit commit at quarterback and the kid is still wanting to come to Georgia where if I was that kid maybe he wants the competition with Dylan in fall camp and he wants to beat him out I don't know but if I'm a high school quarterback four-star and I'm seeing Dylan Arola's name getting thrown around by the coaching staff, I'm committed to all the time. And they're not saying anything to me. I might want to ask them and say, Hey, like, is he, do what do you know about him yet or whatever? And um, I mean, obviously you should focus on yourself and focus on um, who is what's going to be the best for you. And not worry about other people coming in and the talent level of other players. But when it comes to being a four-star recruit and being one of the top 10 recruits at your position in a recruiting class, there's a certain amount of respect you deserve for that. And you deserve to at least have the opportunity to fight for a starting spot. And he would get that at Georgia, but I'm pretty sure it would be Dylan Rella that would blow him out of the water. And I think everyone knows that. So if a kid, whoever Dylan Rella commits to, I don't think we'll get any other huge quarterback 2024 class commits just by the fact that none of them will want to compete with Dylan and they'll kind of just let him have the starting job, which, and then they'll go someone else and somewhere else and run the starting job. So 
we'll we'll see, but that's my rationale behind it. I don't know how real that is, but Nebraska's got some visits coming up when it comes to players that maybe are swayed towards Nebraska because of that. We've talked about that. And, I mean, you're seeing these four-star commits coming in, national top 250 commits coming in, which is huge. Um, on June 9th, Jacob Smith is going to be coming to Nebraska. He's an edge rusher from uh, Connecticut, and he's uh, 204th in the nation. He's 18th in his position. So that's that's that could be interesting. I mean, Dylan, if Dylan comes, this could flip so much recruiting stuff. And yeah, I agree. I agree. I th- I think that I mean we've talked about this before. If he doesn't, it's not a huge loss because as I said, whoever Dylan goes to is not going to get these other huge QB commits. So they're just going to be floating out there in Nebraska and say, "Hey, Dylan was still interested in us for a long time." Matt Rule's a good recruiter. He knows what to say. He knows how to make relationships with these kids and with these kids' families. So then he can say, "Hey, like I know you were looking here, and then Dylan ended up going there. We can give you a spot." as our starting quarterback. I mean, I mean he's not going to say give you a spot because that's not how that's not how a rule works. He wants you to earn it. But we can say, "Hey, you're going to have a pretty darn good chance of winning our starting job in the next year with all of our top quarterbacks graduating. Do you want to come play for Nebraska since you weren't able to come play for where you thought you were going to when Dylan went there?" So, who knows how that's going to affect that, but I, I'm thinking that Dylan is still warm to Nebraska because Ryan Pugley, Pugsley is still so committed to Georgia. Well, I get, it's, it's, a, it's a weird way. I understand it's a weird way to try and prove that, but that's, it makes sense at least somewhat rationally in my head, but they could totally be the opposite way, and I could be totally wrong. But I really hope it's the way that I'm thinking about it. So I, what, know, what are your thoughts on that? I just – I don't know. I, I, I was, I've been racking my brain on this thing. Um, Dylan – is we need Dylan more than Georgia needs him or oh, 100%. Southern Cal. I mean, you talk about, you know, needing, wanting, liking all the other thing. Nebraska is, goes to the top of the list with that. I mean, this is a program that's been down for, for six years, really more than that. And um, so he would be, it would be a huge thing for Nebraska is it going to be a make or break thing for the Nebraska football program? Absolutely not. You know, Nebraska, I think will win a lot of games coming up in the next few years. But then I got to thinking, okay, you know, we were talking about Casey Thompson uh, transferring out. And that was, it, it's not a surprise. And yet it's a little bit of a surprise. You know, I, I kind of thought that Sims and, and Thompson would battle it out in the fall for the starting position. And eh, maybe that's, I'm being naive. But then when Logan Smothers and Richard Torres also leave, they are they thinking or do they have some information that maybe Dylan is coming to Nebraska and that I'm I'm I might as well just leave now. I mean, I, I don't it's it's just this the longer this thing drags out that, that he takes long, uh, you know, a, a long time to uh, commit to wherever he's going to go then all this other speculation comes up and you say, well, geez, if I'm Casey and I'm Logan and I'm Richard, then I'm out of here. If I, if I have a really good sense that, uh, that Dylan has come, but it's just, we won't know until we know. Yep. Yep. That's right. And I mean, I'm looking at two, four, seven, they have their crystal ball predictor thing and all of the predictions are pointing towards Georgia, but none of them are confident. 
There's one that's a seven, but this is out of 10, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and six or five is the medium and five. It's just like, that's not a prediction. So six is where the prediction goes. And all of them are sixes for Georgia, but yeah, that's not, you would that, think two time defending national championship, that that would be a 10 or whatever the highest rating. Oh, exactly. Why exactly. Wouldn't be? Why wouldn't yeah, it, why why it, wouldn't it be? be in the conversation? Exactly. Um, Cal, uh, same thing, uh, and I don't know what the NIL money is. That we, we haven't even talked about that. Uh, can Nebraska stay in the running for that? Can they yeah, I think that? they can. I think they can get him some money. I think any of these schools are going to be able to get him money, but we'll see. I don't know if that's what he wants, though. He doesn't. That's not what his dad is about. That's not what he's really about, from what I've seen so far. But we'll see. Um, he visits Georgia on June second. Right. So that is going to be huge. We will have to do a whole episode. I mean, I. I I'll be back by that point. So we'll have to do a whole episode on that specifically, probably on June 3rd um, and just kind of break down reactions from him. What we're seeing all after scourge uh, or scour, not scourge uh, scourge Twitter for some clips of whatever and seeing what he's thinking about it and that kind of stuff. But I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to see anything else you got before we wrap up here, grandpa. Nope. I think we all should right. Tell well, your friends. that was good. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> tell your <laughs> friends. Tell your enemies. Tell everyone about the podcast. Tell people that think Dylan Rello is going to Georgia that they should listen and hear why he's not. Um, and we will talk to you guys maybe next week. We'll have Bill Williams' clip definitely out. Um, I'll have something out for you guys next week, but it might not be live. But we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Go and as always, big, go big, big red. red.